welcome to the Wayward Women Podcast. My name is Lara. And I'm Michelle. If you're wondering what the definition of a wayward woman is, well, I'm going to tell you. It's women who behave in unpredictable ways and are difficult to control. Ooh! Well, if that's the definition of wayward, we decided to count us in. We're both survivors of trauma and abuse that's occurred throughout our lifetime. So we hope to offer insight here through our own personal stories, as well as stories of inspirational guests. We want women and anyone who identifies as a woman to know you are not alone, you are not crazy, and guess what? You're a badass. Join us every week where we will be discussing a range of topics that we hope all women can identify with and topics no one should ever have to face alone. Hey, everybody, it's Lara and Michelle with the Wayward Women podcast. How are you? How are you, Miss Michelle? I'm doing good. I'm in my kitchen. I'm making some yummy vegan uh, vegetable soup. Okay, so we have this wonderful guest on today. Her name's Marie Benoit. I actually had the pleasure of meeting Marie because she is a part of three women doing this amazing program called Unbound Women. And it's, I'll let Marie tell you more about it, but it has been such a joy to take her classes and to learn from her because we talk so much on this show about trauma and educating listeners about, you know, what to look for in abusive relationships, how to like kind of break the trauma bond when you're in abusive relationships. And something we haven't really explored is like, once you're free from the abusive situation, we tend to just have panic and anxiety and emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have such wonderful tools that you have shared. Um, you know, just quick things that you can do to kind of help bring yourself down. So I would love if you want to just take a moment and just introduce yourself and what you do and Unbound Women, and then we can kind of get into the 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 good stuff. Well, I mean, all of it's good stuff, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here um, to talk to you ladies, because um, I think what you're doing is just so important. There are so many women just in America that experience abuse on the daily um and we don't we don't acknowledge that enough so i thank you for this podcast um so my name is marie and i helped co-found a company called unbound women and we started this program and we call it the inner peace grip program um i work with two amazing women dania and krista and we uh, basically why I started this program is because I have a background as a therapist. I have a private practice online. And what I've noticed through all my years of therapy doing, uh, even outside of private practice, um, I used to go into people's homes and help keep their families together through CPS. Um, I used to work in an outpatient setting. But everywhere I went, I just noticed that people were suffering physically as well, especially women suffering in their gut area. Um, So many people diagnosed with Crohn's disease, so many people diagnosed Mm. with IBS, GERD, SIBO, you name it. Um, And I really felt for these women um, because I have a long history of anxiety and gut pain as well, around 20 years. Um, And I suffered a great deal because um, I felt very alone 
And the only people that really knew about what was going on in my life were like my mom and eventually my husband, my now husband. Um, and so I felt very isolated, embarrassed, and I carried a lot of shame with me about my experiences. Mm. Um, I was labeled things um, like anorexic because I threw up every day. And it wasn't because I wanted to be skinny. It's just because I just threw up every morning wow. because I was so I was so afraid to go about my day. I didn't realize that, though. I didn't know I was so scared. Wow. You know, what's weird and and. and that's so cool that you're helping people feel not alone because that's what we're trying to do is to let people, mm-hmm. women know like, Hey, you're not alone. You're not crazy. And so mm-hmm. that's really um, good that you're doing that type of thing. And also I think it's interesting because when I was meeting with my therapist, she was saying, where in your body do you feel that? And I couldn't identify it because I had been so disconnected from mm-hmm. my body and mm-hmm you know, I think that's very trauma-based. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Where in my, yeah, I say that a lot to people. That's so funny. It's a good, good <laughs> sentence. You say um, what? I'm sorry? Where, where, I say, in your body? where in your body are you, are you noticing that? I say notice a lot. I'm like, you might, when I meet clients for the first time, I, I'm like, you might get sick of this word. I say it a lot. It's notice, but wow. we're going to get practice this. Um, so in the program, I'm known as the mind piece, kind of the brain piece, because we have a body piece and a soul piece. But I kind of see myself as like the bridge between the mind and the body, because I help people, just like you said, reconnect to themselves. Mm-hmm. Because when you've undergone trauma, you detach from yourself because it's too scary to be with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not safe. But we don't, we don't really understand the word safety because we think that safety is just like, Am I safe in my house? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But we don't understand that a lot of times safety is just in my body. Like I was afraid every day that my body was going to fail me and I would get sick. And so I stopped doing things. I stopped connecting with people. And so it just reinforced feeling really bad every wow, day. Wow. That's really. So did you have like anxiety? I'm so glad you're doing that. Sorry, we're talking at the same time. I was just going to say, <laughs> we always I'm so that. glad we do it all the time. Um, it's, I think it's really cool that you're focusing on that because what I noticed, and it's okay to say this, my mom's been on the podcast, but when I was advocating her, for her, when she was having problems with her mental health, I really got to see how disconnected you know. the mental health system is from the medical health. And it's like, yeah. it seems impossible to not integrate both because it's cyclical. Exactly. And that's, I'm so glad you say that and you feel that too, because I think that so many women, I mean, I know this because I get to talk to women every day, you know, when I trying to like get them to join our program to see if they'd be interested. And they just tell me all these horror stories, like of having organs taken from their body and then feeling worse where they started out with. Um, Yeah. You know, I just want to share real quick. Sorry that when I had ovarian cancer, they told me they were going to remove one of my ovaries and I woke up and they didn't even ask for consent and they took both of my ovaries out. And I was, I was so devastated by that. I didn't know that Michelle. That's crazy. That's that's awful. Yeah. So anyway, it is. That's trauma. trauma. Well, and Marie said, Marie said something, you said something in one of the group um, classes because Unbound Women, they do, it's really cool. They do like group calls and you have different options you can jump on. And 
one of the times you said something that really impacted me, like trauma doesn't necessarily have to be something crazy. And I think like, I just, even for our listeners, I think that's important to know because a lot of our listeners are people who are experiencing or have experienced domestic violence, but even within people who have experienced domestic violence, like and Michelle can attest to this, women will say, well, maybe what I experienced wasn't that bad because I never got hit or I was only in it for six yeah. months. or And it's like yeah. people don't understand that like trauma doesn't have to be like the worst thing possible all the time. So I love how you had kind of taught that like trauma can be it could be anything it could be like from a car accident to a medical problem to like you know it's just I don't know I mean I just think that was really helpful to me like trauma doesn't it's okay for us to say like I had trauma and because of that trauma I'm having anxiety or I'm having physical problems you know no exactly we are so detached from the word trauma I mean I've even talked to people I talk to people all the time and I say well I know that you feel this way, but my family hasn't had trauma, like, you know, because maybe it's like a middle-class family and they grow up and they're doing really well, but there's still trauma. I, I think that everyone in the world has experienced trauma because trauma to me is anything that prevents you from coping in life. Yeah. So it's anything that is disruptive to your nervous system that you can't get past, basically. That's really and interesting. So, even if you grow up with a really good life, I'm sure there's things that you're going to have. You don't know the difference, right? There's going to be things that you encounter that you're going to really have a hard time coping with. Unless Absolutely, because so many things have been normalized, right? Right. Within mm -hmm. our culture and with our those very rigid gender roles. And so things that I never knew were wrong, now that I'm older and I'm like, I look back, I'm like, oh, it's not normal to feel like I have to have sex with a guy if I started that process. And that's just one example mm -hmm. of things get normalized. And then there's judgment around, you know, the word, like people are making fun of the word trigger or self-care. And it's mm -hmm. just another way to perpetuate the cycle of, you mm -hmm. know, the same cycle that we've been in forever. That's really not effective for, it's not working, you know? It's not working. And then we just, I just... I have a really hard time with labels. Like, I love the DSM, the the diagnostic manual tool, because it helps you like understand like what's a narcissist, right? The traits. Mm -hmm. But I also don't like it too because people just start labeling themselves away. Like, you know, I have OCD or I have this thing. I have ADD. That used to be me, and I can't do these things because I have this. Mm -hmm. But really, is that we don't understand is that all these labels are connected to trauma we've been disrupted in some ways. For me, hmm. I was labeled attention deficit disorder. And I look back now is because I, um, people would talk to me and I would not hear them. And I look back at that now and I didn't hear them because I was somewhere else because I could not be in my environment there because I did not feel safe where I was. So I was wow. detached from it. So I then people thought I was, you know, just in my own world, like la-di-da. And I was, but it was because too many scary things were happening. That's really interesting because I, I was diagnosed as ADHD as a like teenager. Mm -hmm. And then um, mm -hmm. again, when I was 30, so I'm 41 now, almost 42. And I've been on Ritalin for like 10 years. And mm -hmm. when I was living with my former husband, it was so, I felt 
crazy because it was like my ADD was spinning out of control and it was like, I couldn't remember anything and he would use it against me. Like, you don't remember anything. You're, you know, you're, you're worse than Dory. Like, you know, and it was just, it would just, it got worse and worse. And I thought, well, I'm, maybe I need to increase my Ritalin. Like maybe I need to like take all these supplements. Like, and it was the brain fog was out of control. And I was constantly, I'd be like, what's wrong with me? Cause I'm constantly, he would be telling me something or, and like, I was just always in my own world. And he, and, and he would call it Lara world. You're just in Lara world. And, but now that I've been gone for 10 months, I noticed that I'm like way more clear headed. And I'm, I actually thought the other day, I'm like, I don't really feel like I have ADD. Like I definitely have traits where I'm like flighty and I just like, that's part of my person. We're just funny, Michelle. We're just funny and fun. you know, we, ce- we celebrate that yeah instead of like we looked at that as a celebration instead of like oh that's bad that Laura does these things like why is that bad because everyone is unique right and so everyone has a unique nervous system and they can use that for so many good things in the world hmm. love that yeah you that's know, really interesting. I, I love that the, the, the nervous system everybody has a different nervous mm-hmm. system and I was thinking about what you shared about the DSM and you know, I think I'm not anti-medication. However, I um, not there's no however in there. Um, <laughs> I think people have to do what feels good for them and honor themselves. But the DSM, I, I struggle with because what I'm seeing is when people are labeled, you know, according to the DSM, they have to be something so that they can get medication or that, right. So they can get help. And I really struggle with that because that I've seen that impact victims of domestic violence where their partner used that Mm -hmm. managed, even though there's HIPAA and there's all that, they could still get access to their mental health records. And so I've known people are like, I don't go get help because this person, he's going to use it against me. And that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, because yeah. the words can carry a lot. You know, you think about the um, the uh, disorder, borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, that carries a huge stigma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so people that have that labeled, like they, they don't want to be labeled that because if I were to look at your chart and see borderline, I might think some way about you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. those are the people that have my heart because I used to work a lot. I used to do groups because when they want to change, um, they're the ones that have gone through all sorts of crazy trauma and they don't like themselves. And then here we are like putting this label on them and thinking like all these terrible things about them. And so it just prevents us from actually meeting them where they are and helping them. So, so yeah, blocks like that. Yeah. That's, that's totally, um, does happen where it's like, I agree with you too. Like we label ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we restrict ourselves once we have a label. And I think it's really sure. dangerous when we're trying to self-diagnose or trying to diagnose other totally. people. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have mixed emotions about the DSM. I see the purpose mm-hmm. behind it, yeah, but I, sure. I struggle. Yeah. yeah. What do you struggle Is with it- about it yourself? Yeah, I I mean, my approach is that I, I try to take the good in it. Like, I try to find the good in everything. Like, I, I think medication can be great, too. Um, 
I think it can be helpful. Um, sometimes I think it can be hurtful. So there's both ways it can go. Mm-hmm. Um, the DSM is just the, there's so many traits that could mean so many different things that are overlapping. So if you misdiagnose somebody, you can spend, send them down this funnel that, you know, if you like borderline, if you label them that and they're not, um, just the stigma that some of the diagnoses carry, um, you can send them down a path that's not going to be very helpful and actually might hurt them. Mm. Um, and on top of that, I just, just the labeling piece, I see so many people say, well, because of this, I can't do this, or this is the way. And they just see themselves as their diagnosis. Mm. And what I want them to see themselves as is who they are. I love basically. that. I love how even right now, like you just said, like, you know, like when I mentioned even like, oh, yeah, like I noticed my ADD is not as bad. You're like, who says that these things that we do are bad, you know, <laughs> but I, right. I, I want to circle back really quickly too, to because um, you were mentioning, you know, unbound women and, and working, you know, when sometimes when we have trauma, we get disconnected and we can have gut issues. And, and Michelle and I have chatted mm-hmm. on the um, podcast before that we both experienced it going through abuse, um, being extremely disconnected from our bodies. And I know for myself, like, I didn't have a lot of gut issues, but I had tons of anxiety and like panic attacks in my sleep, like to where I felt like I was getting like electric shocks in my sleep. Um, My armpits would swell up, like my lymph nodes would just, I like would go to the doctor and like, they're like, we don't, there's like nothing wrong with you on your tests. Like my sleep studies were coming back normal. And it was like, talk about a way to feel crazy, right? Like, am I, you know, making this mm-hmm. up that like, I'm having this yeah. pain and these problems. And um, so I think it's really interesting that you mentioned, you know, you guys do encounter a lot of women who have experienced trauma and, you know, that it does manifest in this physical way, like in their gut. So I'd love to hear more about kind of like, what do you guys suggest for that? Cause I'm sure we have listeners that are, you know, maybe experiencing something and they're like, I always feel like I have stomach pain or cramps or anxiety or, and I know you talk a lot about like the gut mind connection. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, I first want to say I think it's a really hard belief to think that we're separate, our mind and our body are separate. Yeah. And I know this because I used to be there. I used to think that um, it was all just physical because once, I, like, because the 10 years I was getting a lot of help as a child to figure out what was going on. Um, like, I got CAT scans done to check for like a brain tumor, I had two endoscopies done. Um, all this medical attention because I would just get sick all the time. Um, and only one doctor eventually, as I got older in high school said, you know what? I had a similar client and he mentioned anxiety being the issue because she was being bullied on her volleyball team. Uh And I was completely shut down by that time because I didn't want to tell anyone about what I was going through. And it was very embarrassing that I was just like, nope, that's not me. It's all physical now. Like it has to be physical because I don't want it to be mental because then there's something wrong with me. Oh, how interesting. Like, as a person. Right. Right. And I don't it makes want you there feel, to be something wrong with me. Yeah. It like plays into this like deep shame that we have of like, there's something wrong with us anyways. And now there's really something wrong with us. Right. Because it hits at, so this is kind of like what I do with EMDR is that it, it hits at the core belief. My core belief used to be, I'm not good enough. So when he said that to me, it brought up that belief. And 
you know, I did everything in my power to protect myself from feeling that way, yeah. basically. But unfortunately, when you do that, you're not really experiencing in reality what's going on. And so you, your symptoms manifest in these physical ways, at least for me, they did. Um, and I had so much anxiety every, every day. I was just, I was scared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if that's common of, of, of all people, but also women, just because of how media and our society says how we're supposed to be and look and feel. And I, I know that is shifting and it makes me so happy, but I wonder if that core belief, cause that's, that was my core belief that I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of that? with your clients that like their core belief is I'm not enough. Yeah. That's, I think like a top seller. Of core <laughs> beliefs. That's really interesting. That's a winner for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it has to do with um, growing up with the experience because you, you get your core beliefs before the age of 10 because you're like a little sponge. Your nervous system is a little sponge then. I say that all the time. Soak up. You soak up everything around you, everything you experience and you take it in and that's how you start to see yourself. Hmm. Um, but yeah, society plays a huge part because women were like supposed to pit each other against each other. We're supposed to like compare each other in our like single mm -hmm. lives, family lives, business lives. Yeah, we're um, competition. We're not friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is all beliefs that have been pushed on us. It's not actually accurate because like we can really actually all rise together and all support each other, yeah. but we're all isolated. We're all alone. You know, I have people that would be in my office all the time. And I remember one specific situation where um, this woman was like, I don't like my stomach hurts. Like something's wrong with me. Like she thought something was wrong with her. And you know, I, I think that a lot of times we don't realize that what's happening is the trauma that like, this is something that can be worked on, that can be healed. We're not stuck there and it's not abnormal. Like you're, you know, it's kind of like, I think people be like, something's wrong with me. I'm feeling all these things I haven't felt before. I'm kind of screwed because this is how I am now. And we can, yeah. there's actually a lot of hope. So you know, with that being said, what would you tell someone who is like, who's had domestic violence and said, oh, you know, my stomach's hurting a lot. I can't mm, eat. Yeah. Like something's wrong with me. I have a pain in my chest. Or have constant anxiety now. Like, cause a lot of times we, uh, uh, people who have, yeah. are coming out of abuse, they do exactly that. We go, oh my gosh, I'm forever yeah. different and I don't know how to be anymore. And, and so I love that question, yeah. Michelle. Thank you. Well, I would say is that, so trauma has been imprinted into your system, basically. That's what happens. It imprints on you and then you either, so then you start to protect yourself because there's only two ways of going through life. You're either protecting yourself because you don't feel safe or you're trying to connect with people because you do feel safe. Mm. And so when you oh, go yeah. through abuse... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I got excited because you have that protect right. connect thing on Instagram. And I'm like, those are so helpful. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But so easy. if anyone's it, uh, listening I... and they're on Instagram, go to at Unbound Women Instagram because you have a bunch of those videos. And that really clicked with me of mm -hmm. like, oh, Thank my gosh, you. I didn't think yeah. about it like that. So I tried cool. to create in a silly way, in a fun way that people can relate to and understand things like this. Um, 
Yeah, it really comes down to, am I safe? Am I not safe? If you can remember anything from today, safe or unsafe. Hmm. And just noticing, start to connect with your body. Like, how do I know I'm not safe? How do I know I am safe? Um, Because your body is continually sending you cues. But when you've been abused, you disconnect from yourself, right? And so then you you don't, you can't, and then it's hard to connect with others. Mm -hmm. So then you call yourself socially awkward, or I can't do things like this, or Mm -hmm. I should just be alone because I cause X, Y, and Z when I'm with people and I make them feel uncomfortable. Um, So you would tell them to, to ask themselves if they're safe in the moment. Would there be anything with that, like a breathing exercise, or is it really like just that, just that basic thing that you can ask yourself because that's such an easy tool. I love that. Mm -hmm. I would start with, do I feel safe? And then if it's no, like, so how do I know I'm not feeling safe? Well, for me, I don't feel safe in my gut or my shoulders. Like for me growing up, my shoulders are always like this because when you raise your shoulders up, that's very primal instinct caveman because you're protecting this this jugular right here that oh, if somebody whoa. got to it, you would die. So wow. your body is very reflexively instinctual caveman like or cave woman like, yeah. right? And is that why yeah. I have so much shoulder pain? <laughs> so much in my neck and my shoulders. And is that common? Yes. It's very common because that's what we, part of the program is we teach, we teach primal movement. And I also do a course on we, we rewiring the brain, the nervous system. And so those courses are all based on your body. So coach Bam will come in and he'll show you first how to retrain your body to walk Mm -hmm. because, and you have to start to crawl to walk. It's pretty amazing. Like if you watch babies and I have a 16 month old, she moves with such fluidity and it's just, it's incredible to watch because I, I watch her and I try to mimic her the way she moves. But as Bam has taught me, because I'm working with him on correcting my walking, around the age of eight, we stop walking the way we're supposed to or, or moving the way we're supposed to because hmm. we get put in chairs in school. And chairs automatically put us in our front chain of our body, like our hip flexors. And the crazy thing is how it connects to our work, my work, is that when you're in your front chain of your body, that's popping out your chest, that's fight or flight. So that's telling your body automatically wow. that I am not safe. Wow. So, you just gave me goosebumps. I just blew my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. it's It blew my mind too when I started learning this I stuff. I never, ever thought of that. Sorry. That's right. I'm so and fascinated. <laughs> well, I want to hear more about how, how you do that with people's bodies like I'm super interested in that that's I've never thought of that wow yeah what what else do you do never thought about it because we're so disconnected in how we look at health like wellness right um but if if you learn and retrain your because it's all about your nervous system remember if you retrain your nervous system to be in your back chain which is kind of like popping your booty out a little bit that's why when you see girls on instagram that have their booty popped out they're in their back chain actually oh interesting so yeah so that means that they're safe because they're in you're connecting to your vagus nerve which is really really important because if you're activating your vagus nerve that's 80% connected to your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest yeah. system. 
What's the uh, Vegas? Where's the Vegas nerve at? It's your wandering nerve. It goes from your brain all the way down the right side of your neck, all the way down to your gut. So this is where unbound women comes in because this nerve talks to you, both brains. You got a brain in your head and a brain in your tummy. And so <laughs> that Vegas nerve, yeah. they, it talks all day long through different hormones, different neurotransmitters. Fun fact is that your gut makes 90 to 95% serotonin. Serotonin is responsible for feeling happy. So it's like, if your gut ain't happy, ain't nobody happy because it's going to tell mm. your brain that you're not doing okay. God, that's amazing. So, can I ask, and I, you know, I like to reflect on my own experiences, but <laughs> most of my life I've, I've been overweight and I, I got the surgery when it first came out probably 17 years ago. I was 369 pounds. Um, and so I'm wondering when people use food to cope, like what are your thoughts on that? Good or good or bad, or like ways to address that or help? Because um, that's not, you know, that's very much a coping mechanism that we do with our body. Does that totally. make sense? Yeah. Um, a lot of this would be Dania's realm. Dania is our functional wellness nurse. She's amazing because she helps people with their, their gut microbiome mm -hmm. and figure out like what's actually aggravating it. And we do a whole kind of like elimination uh, nutrition plan in the program to help figure out what actually is bothering your guts, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty amazing. But I understand the food is coping because I love food. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like a savory kind of girl. So I love bread. So that's like my coping mechanism is to go for some bread. Um, but I know that it hurts my gut. Oh, yeah. Right. So I think the only way, it sounds like a habit, right? The only way to change a habit is to understand what gets you to do the habit and what reward you get out of it. And if you can understand those, like the cue and the reward, you can replace it with something else. What could mm. I replace it that's going to give me the same feeling afterwards basically oh, interesting that's so so do you think that because you know we all have ways that we cope and you know oftentimes we cope with like food or drugs and alcohol or mm -hmm. i'm wondering what i'm thinking about is how y'all connect to the body and really doing all that work i wonder because it's interesting how our culture always addresses things after the fact and now we're starting to like get on top of it. And I, I, again, I do see a shift, but I wonder if we had these tools and we knew these tools ahead of time, maybe we wouldn't have had to cope with food or drugs or alcohol, you know? No, because it's, I've heard it once say that the world, the whole world is an unregulated nervous system, basically. Oh, wow. Most of us wow. do not know how to regulate ourselves. I think that's really interesting too about it's all interesting to me because I Michelle and I have talked before about how um you know it's everything's really interconnected like I and a, I used to be a yoga teacher I taught yoga for 7 years and mm -hmm. I would always tell my students you know um that too that like everything's really interconnected you know like and I think um I don't know I just think like I love how like cuz I cuz I cuz I'll tell the listeners, I, I'm currently t doing the Unbound Women program, and I think it's amazing. Um, like, Dania, um, the dietary changes have helped me immensely. 
Um, I don't even crave junk food anymore, which is like, whoa, like I could never foresee that happening in my whole life. And now I'm just like, it's not even about, it's not even about like, oh, I shouldn't. I'm just like, ew, I just don't want it. It's like once I made those changes, like, I don't know, it's been really amazing, but I have noticed like that it is connected, like our diet and our food. And, and I'm just thinking out loud here, but it's like, you know, we're talking about safe and unsafe. And maybe if we feel unsafe in our bodies, we're going to just eat a bunch of unhealthy food because that maybe makes us feel safe for some we're protecting reason. ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and it's yeah, all, I wonder how, how are we protecting ourselves with food? I'm curious like, to make that. To me, it's like if you makes feel me think of like safe. a bear in hibernation almost. Yeah. You're kind of going to the cave and it's just like a like, feeling you know? safe thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, when I first left my um, soon to be ex husband, I gained, I had slowly gained like 10 pounds and I couldn't figure out why because I was working out and doing sports and blah. But I think when I was really honest with myself, there was so many times I was feeling unsafe. And I was still disconnected from my body. And that was the only thing that made me feel like comfortable and safe with like eating and, and like, right. you know, yeah. finding that. So that's so really and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that inherently. Cause you were doing at that time, you were doing what you needed to do to feel safe. Yeah. Right. Yep. You just knew that's all you, that's what you had. That's yeah. what you had control over yep. basically. And mm. so now is now that you're not in that relationship and you have space to heal and you can feel mm-hmm. safe in your environment too and your body um you can figure out you actually can can figure out ways to help yourself that are not maybe like eating sugar and the yeah. cool thing about that because i've done the elimination diet like mm-hmm. nutrition plan is that when you stop eating things like sugar you're because it's your gut, like me craving bread is from my gut because my mm-hmm. gut microbiome wants it because I it's had it and it just wants to feed off of it, just mm-hmm. like sugar. And so if you stop giving your your gut that, it doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so interesting. I, I, I'm taking, first of all, I'm taking, I'm going to join this thing that you're doing. It's and amazing. Uh, women. It's it sounds amazing. amazing. Like I'm like, I need to do this. So thank you. I'm wondering yeah. if, we talk about the body and like I was saying earlier, my therapist, like, where do you feel it? And it's so hard for me to identify where I'm feeling that. Like if it's my jaw, that's obvious, but do, is that common that the people you work with have a hard time identifying exactly what they're feeling and where it is yes. in their body? Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's why I tell, because when I'm working, um, with people, it's like, we're building up to doing like eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing EMDR. And so I say, we're not going to just jump into reprocessing because we gotta, we gotta get to know your body first Mm -hmm. so that you can actually do the reprocessing to notice what's going on in here. The story, because your body is constantly telling you a story about what's happened to it. Um, so when you get triggered by something, it's, it's not that you're reliving exactly what happened in the trauma, but you're reliving whatever your nervous system integrated into mm. it. Wow. And so it's like, oh yeah, my gut dropped. You know, my gut feels like it's sinking basically. I have a lump in my throat, but for a lot of people, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay attention to any of this because it's too scary to have to, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to build a, a 
a foundation of safety first with that person and let okay. them know, like give them the time that they need. Um, you know, I think I noticed that once people feel safe with me, um, they're able to connect more with themselves. And it's so, sometimes it takes longer than others. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so interested in this. I really want to <laughs> do this. Um, did you just say your body is telling a story of your trauma? What did you say? Because I really loved what you said. Yeah. So it's it's not that you're reliving your trauma. It's that you're reliving whatever your nervous system integrated into it because your nervous system is the first thing that takes thing in. So it's like when a door slams, you don't think I'm scared because the door slammed and feel scared, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like a top-down approach. That's what a lot of therapies push out is the cognitive behavioral therapy that you can change how you feel by what you think. But which is great. Like I like CBT work. It, it's useful. But if you haven't dealt with your body first, that's the first, that's a bottom up approach. That's the first thing that takes in the world. And so it's the door slams and I jump. So my body jumps reflexively first. And that's, that's, the, ner that's the, that's the ingrained in the, in the nervous system. That's what's happening. That's right. Yes. Really your, your reptilian brain, your reptilian brain, your brainstem takes in senses, like it senses the world. Right. So if you're in a room with somebody and you just get this icky feeling, it's not that, you know, that person is a bad person, right? You just have this feeling that something is off because your nervous system has picked up something from that person, whatever body cues were happening. And you're like, why do I feel so weird with this person? Well, what did, well, how do you know the difference between, how do you know the difference between, sorry to interrupt, how do you know the difference between your nervous system reliving an experience and honoring your intuition? Well, I kind of think they're linked in a way because it's trusting your, I mean, intuition, well, okay, I guess so intuition would be trusting, so you, if you're intuitive, then that means you're in your ventral vagal system. So your vagal nerve is, is um, activated then. So that means that you're, it's called your window of tolerance basically, because you can tolerate things. So when you're in your window of tolerance, that's when you're using your emotion brain and your logic brain together. And so that's where intuition comes from because you can have clarity there. But people that are stuck in trauma, we're mostly in our emotion brains. And so, um, and a lot of us try to cope by only going in our logic brains to not feel it. So mm -hmm. we're either in our emotion brain or our logic brain. That's where I see a lot of people, but we're not together. That's and really that's what like that's processing will help you do. That's what like tuning into your body will do is connect both parts of your brain together. That's interesting that you said that because my there, I thought of two things. One, I was thinking about my first husband as a veteran and he's a, he's a disabled vet from Iraq and he had a hard time the first year or two he was back with noises it was like you know a car backfiring or you know anything and it would just freak him out like he would just shut down completely you know and it was like yeah. that's really interesting and and um yeah wow and then the second thing I forgot what I was gonna say for the second thing dang it I don't remember it'll come back to me but that's really interesting that it's like so it's like what so I know like in the program um 
I love, I know, I, I, like, I love that you, you guys teach all of this in the program, which is amazing. So, um, totally anyone listening to this, check out Unbound Women. You guys have a website, right? It's like unwound, unboundwomen.com or? That, that us. Yeah. The com was taken. So it's unboundwomen.us. Okay. US. Okay. And we're going to attach a link to the, to the podcast here. So anyone listening, we're yeah. going to give, um, pretty big discount anyone that signs up yeah through the podcast that's yeah. amazing because it's such a good program yeah. and I'm like so I'm so excited to dig into the yeah. physical part like in the BAM section because with coach BAM because I did the crawling one and it was like oh my gosh <laughs> like just getting in your body amazing? in a way that you're like because we don't even realize because I know when I was teaching yoga I used to tell people like, you know, like a lot of my students would come or I'd get private students that had like one shoulder here and one down and would be yeah. like, just like getting centered back <sighs> in your body. And, but then it's like, so interesting to me that I lost that and got, you know, when it going into an abusive situation completely, it's like lost that connection. So I think it's interesting that it's linear and it's like, just because we know the information doesn't mean that we're still not going to have this like primal response to like disconnect. Like my therapist is always telling me like yeah. right now, like the it's getting better, but she's like your logical brain and your emotional brain are just not caught up to each other. Cause like my logical brain yeah. was like, I need to get out of the situation and I, or I'm going to die. And my emotional brain was like, Oh my God, but what did I just do? But what if I'm so sad? You know, it was like, they weren't together. It was like the split. And then you're just like disconnected from your body. So some, you have some exercises that you talk about and I don't want to give all the program away, but you have some exercises that you talk about one that's been particularly helpful. Like you did one with us one day, even just like envisioning somewhere calm. And then you have another one where you just kind of just tap. Yeah, I even showed my I teach, son that one. that one. Yeah. So if you could yeah, talk let's about teach that. the listeners this one because okay. it's so helpful. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's got, called the butterfly tapping. And you just put your hands kind of like I imagine Napoleon Dynamite. You've seen that movie. He's tapping <laughs> yes. his wings. So um, you link your thumbs together and then you put your hands, so your palms facing your chest on your chest and make sure your um, index fingers are underneath your collarbone kind of, so it's not facing like totally out to your, towards your arms. So facing kind of upwards. Link your yeah. thumbs like a butterfly. Yeah. You know what yes. I'll do for the, you put for butterfly the on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just gonna, so sit back and relax and you're going to just tap bilaterally, meaning back and forth your wings, flapping your wings. And this instantly puts me in a state of relaxation. My body likes this. The reason why butterfly taps um, or butterfly hug, that's what we call it, um, is so useful is because you're bilaterally stimulating your brain, your nervous system. And so you're getting into the part of your brain called your limbic system. And that's where your trauma memories are housed. That's where emotion and pain is felt. And so you're able, that's where your amygdala is, where your fight or flight, all your defenses come from. And so you're able to regulate it just by tapping it and help it to tell it to feel calm, yeah. to feel okay, that you're safe. That's you know, so cool. I love, I love that because 
um, I, I, I have a hard time focusing. Like I'm over, I take notes, but that's because my, um, therapist, I was doing EMDR and she would do this with her finger back and forth. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm looking at her, she's doing that and I right. cannot focus. So she said, right. if I give myself a hug and tap my both arms like this, like cross mm-hmm. my arms, Maybe. that worked. Yeah, that worked for me. And, and another thing is this is so random, but it's not like I am doing a lot of research on how to support people who are dying and um, their families because I, I work in hospice as well. And when we talk about exercises for people who are dying, they're, they're similar to when we have trauma, like, like imagery or imagine, you know, a pool of water. I just think it's interesting how all these things are connected in life and death, if that makes sense. I don't know. That's just my yeah. brain just went there. No, it's all connected. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that it's really all we need is connection. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. It's That's the basis. Protect or connect. I think we've been taught, I was talking about this and I I wrote up a thing today and put it on social media about how, how our culture is very much like, got to do it on your own, got to be independent, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You know, I don't want to ask anybody because I don't want to put them out. I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be needy. I don't want to, it's like, that is all stuff that's been ingrained in us because we're learning that it, that is not working. Like we need community. We need connection because this independent bullshit, it's not working. No, no. My, my whole theory, my family's philosophy is, is raising our children in a community. Like mm-hmm. um, I've had moms say like, I'm so, it's so amazing that you can just leave your child, you know, for I've left her for over a week, you know, when she was, even less than six months old. And it's because like, I have a community of people I trust and I know would do anything for my daughter. Um, and that's how we instinctually raise children too, was in a community of people. And so, so there is truth to, it takes a, it, it takes, takes a village, village to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the most amazing thing is I know that my daughter, um, cause I trust these people, you know, you have to have people that you feel safe with, obviously but that she's going to have all these experiences now and she's going to know yeah. because that's what it comes down to that. And she, she loves people, you know, she, she can feel safe because she's had so many people in her life that she'd be able to connect with. That's You're so creating true. this like beautiful next generation mm-hmm. of hopefully, and that when she's older, you know, we have really shifted in how we are doing taking care of ourselves and, and taking care of each other. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so powerful that, you know, she's getting that experience from you. And it very much reminds me of a documentary I watched called having about who, like which countries are, you know, or cultures are happier. And I forget where it was. I want to say like Sweden, I don't even remember, but they had a community of people and it was like a single mom, um, but they would all take turns doing things. So, so if she needed help with her son, because she had to, you know, she needed time for herself or she didn't have time to cook someone else would like, they all worked and they found out that this, this community, this culture of people, this, the way they were doing it was one of the, the, the happiest 
um, cultures that they observed. And I just thought, mm. wow, that is so cool. That is yeah. really cool. That is very cool. That's amazing. I like my, when my kids were young, person. yeah, when my kids were young, like I didn't know, I mean, I definitely had like friends and like groups of friends, but I, I don't know. There's so much I didn't know because I had kids so young, you know? So it's like, that's so cool that you have this knowledge and you can choose to create mm-hmm. a life for your daughter. That's like this. That's amazing. So that's, that's wonderful. Well, I, it's connected because I think back to my own trauma. Um, and one of the biggest disruptions for me was that I had this amazing community um, growing up where I did And then another terrible thing happened. My father got sick and then we moved away from this community. So I lost everything basically. And I lost my father. Oh my God. And um, then I was bullied. And so it was just compounding, compounding. So no wonder I felt sick all the time. You know, it's like, uh, I just wasn't connected. I was very isolated and alone. And then that compounded. And so then when I got to college and people started to like, like be friends with me, I'm like, what the heck people like me this is amazing <laughs> you know like, oh, man. like you're, yeah, very, you're very you're very likable you're very likable Marie. <laughs> thank you and i think i'm sorry you went through that too and yeah. I, I, I was bullied a lot too and it really does traumatize you um i'm wondering you know i don't know if you're comfortable sharing your trauma you shared a little bit of it um so maybe you could tell us a little bit and how you um, addressed that, but I'm also curious, how did you come up with the name Unbound? It's called Unbound Women, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Unbound. a great question. I like that question. Yeah. I know, it's a great question. It took us a while to come up with a name. We were, we were, um, we were uh, took a while, basically. But I kind of what I remember is that it's that you're not, you're not attached to kind of like the labels, the way that you saw yourself, you can unattach from those beliefs as how you like felt the way about yourself and you can be who you are without all that. You don't have to carry that with you anymore. Like you can unburden yourself because that's all we're doing is we're carrying all these burdens with us. And that's why we have physical pain because you can relieve as you relieve these burdens, you'll notice you'll have so much space in your body for other things, which is amazing. I love that so much. And I just, I just want to, um, we probably should wrap up here shortly. So I just want to say something really quick. Um, for anyone that's listening who maybe is experiencing or has experienced abuse or trauma, I think one of the best messages that Marie and your group, the Unbound Women share is a reminder that because I think a lot of us come out of trauma or abuse and we, and, and we kind of mentioned it earlier, we go, I am forever changed. I know I've said that. I've said my husband yeah. has forever changed my brain. I am forever. I messed up. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm messed up now. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. And I think there's so much hope in your message because our brain is changeable and our yeah. beliefs are changeable and our patterns are changeable. So anyone that's listening, I just want to remind you all that if you have or are experiencing trauma or abuse of any kind, and you are feeling the impacts of that, whether it's through gut pain or migraines or anxiety or depression, you can change it and you can Mm -hmm. change it through, you know, 
diet and therapy and EMDR and these tools that you're teaching in Unbound Women, and, you know, with um, just learning, it's like knowledge is power. And to even just to me, it was mm -hmm. so hopeful, just even knowing like, oh my gosh, I'm not stuck like this. I'm not ruined. No one has that power over me. I can change. No, nope. I can learn new patterns. I can learn ways to heal myself. And we and you guys are offering that tool, you know, those tools to um, the community. And so I just, it's just so empowering to me because we're not stuck. Trauma doesn't I love it. us. Yeah, wow. I can relate to a lot of this. Um, what I wanted to say, actually, if I could share an experience was that yes. when I was working with coach Bam and he was, he's helping me right to move my body the way it's supposed to move. And we were doing some kind of hip opener or exercise. And I just, I started to feel because I'm really good now at noticing my body and what's going on. And I started to feel really frustrated all of a sudden with what we were doing. I, I felt like I wasn't really getting it. And then um, we were in this like hip, hip opener for a while. And I just started to um, just sob wow. basically just uncontrollably basically. And um, I just noticed my thoughts were going to like, I just thought my body was stuck like this forever wow um because i have trauma related to like well other kids can like even just it's called sitting in seiza when you're able to sit on your feet your bottom can touch your feet and a lot of kids sit like that during circle time mm -hmm. i could never do that because it hurt too much <laughs> right and so i would wow. sit crisscross applesauce so even the difference of me sitting differently than my peers was really disruptive to my nervous system and I can think back to how much that bothered me to feel so different. And so wow. now that I can do things like that and that my body is changing, I think it was just overwhelming to me because I had been stuck in this pattern of thought that I could never change my body. Wow. wow. That's so powerful. I've been dying. I've been dying to ask this too. Sorry, Laura. No, go I, ahead. I, I love that you shared that. First of all, I wanted to kind of, this is way back before you mentioned that you do silly things on on Instagram and I find humor so powerful and there's actually, you know, mental and physical benefits of yeah. humor and of being silly. When it's you, like when such you a laugh, game. when you laugh, you're stimulating your vagus nerve. So, Oh, oh good. Cause I, I wake myself up laughing. I'm not even kidding. Every <laughs> night, every night I wake up laughing. That's like I'm good. like, ah, I know, She's I know funny. it's taking a while she to get there, laugh. but I was thinking how this has been on my mind this whole time about when I'm working and, and doing therapy, therapeutic um, things with people. That's such a <laughs> things and stuff. Um, that's my social work <laughs> talk um, that I tell people all the time, including myself, like one of the strongest tools that we have. And I'm going back to this is our gut mm -hmm. is that gut intuition, gut feeling, feeling. because yeah. I do think that that is our strongest tool, but I'm really curious what you think about that. Yeah, I actually just posted about this on Instagram. Oh. And we, we also have a public Facebook group. If you type in anxiety and gut pain support, mm -hmm. um, it's free for anyone to join. So, um, yeah, like I said, and actually, I don't know if you've read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle, but she calls love that your that known. Book. I yeah, love that's that what book. she calls gut intuition, right? I love that book too. So good. That book's amazing. Um, 
but yeah, I just think that that is when you're able to center yourself and be able to um, feel calm basically. But what I tell people is that calm doesn't necessarily feel safe. So you can do as much as you can to regulate your nervous system, which is great to do all the tools, use all the things to cope. But if you haven't dealt with your trauma to resolve it, then your body's just continually to replay it because it's not in the correct part of your brain. The correct part of your brain where it should be is like a filing cabinet. So it's just something that happened. Mm. It's living in your limbic system. So it's just going to continually stir up kind of like I call it like a bee sting. It's going to continue to hit you, to sting you. That's so interesting. And then you're just going to have to relive it again. And so you can do as much coping, as much yoga, as much massage, mm-hmm. as much, you know, jujitsu as you want. But if you don't cope yep. with your, uh, resolve your trauma, your body's just going to perpetually think it's unsafe. So it's going to fight it. Basically. You know, I, that's so true. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, when I left my, so listeners have heard our story and my first husband um, was very physically violent towards me. Um, when he came back from Iraq and, mm-hmm. um, so I had a lot of trauma from getting, you know, hurt. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, I didn't resolve it. I just thought, I just didn't know. I just thought, oh, well, if you just leave, that's enough, you know? And, and I didn't know this was 10 years ago. So I didn't know I needed to like and, and yeah. it didn't even just start with him. It was like, you know, family of origin beliefs and like all this, all the things. Right. And it's like, I'm so I just got myself right back into another situation that my body was trying to tell me this isn't right. This isn't right. And I just kept ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it because that's so, that's so interesting what you're saying that it's just, it really does stay in us until we resolve it. And you're right. I taught yoga. I did all the things I did meditation. And it was like, I would be teaching yoga, just being like, God, if only my students knew I'm like more anxious than they are. Like I'm like having, you know, yeah. I, it, it was just. And I, I, Laura, I do want to say, I, I, I do struggle with the words that you said about, I just got back into it. I don't find again, that we intentionally, that's get true. back into an abusive relationship because they don't show up like that in the beginning. That's Nine true. times out of 10, they just don't. He, he didn't mm-hmm. show up that way. Mm-hmm. But when he started to, my body was like, whoa. And I was still just like, granted, yes, there's a whole lot of like trauma bonding and love bombing and things that had already happened that I was just kind of like stuck. But it's been helpful to and I think it's helpful to share with listeners like, again, yes, not our fault at all. Not your fault. Mm-hmm. But if you can gain some tools to heal trauma, that Mm -hmm. helps so much to, to, to then in the future, be able to set our boundaries or be able to like, um, so yeah, I do agree with what Michelle's saying. You're, you're totally, I do agree with that. Like, I, I just worry about people blaming themselves like, Oh, I got myself in because it takes the accountability <laughs> off the person. Being That's abusive, very true. Right? Yes. I didn't like manifest so, a bad relationship, but I think it is true right. that like we have to start to heal our trauma because then, yes. because by the time, yes, when my second husband kind of swooped in like the savior of my life and it was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. But I think, when we take the time to heal our trauma, like I, once he started popping red flags left and right, 
I think I would have walked away if I had right. healed trauma. And because I did not heal my That's trauma, so I right. didn't Because it would have been more balanced. You would have, like, seen clarity sooner and said, like, yes. no, like, F this. Like, I'm yes. out of here. Like, like when this he, is not yes. worth my time. Exactly. Yeah. And I think by the time he started, when he started showing red flags, I was so... I was just so I so if we go back to safe or unsafe, I was at that point in my life. I just felt unsafe everywhere. I felt unsafe with myself. Yeah. I felt unsafe with him, and it was just like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going forward. To, I think it goes back to that core belief too, Laura. I, yeah. like all really good points. It's nothing so black and white. Everything right. there's so many layers, no. and I want. Yeah, I really, I, I really wanted to ask you too. So this. Uh, the program that you're doing is do, so do people get like a team of people they work with? Like who, who do you work with and what role does each person play? And I'm just curious how this all works. Yeah. So it's a 12 week online course that you have access to our video content. We have so much, so much good video content for the rest of your life. You just get a login and you continually as we change it too, because we're going to continue to evolve as we, we're lifelong learners. So the more we learn, like I'm not rooted in one type of thinking. Um, I go with science and research and what helps people actually. So, um, so you get lifetime access to that. And then you also get three one-on-ones with Dania. She's our health coach because there's a lot of fear, I think sometimes in changing how you eat. Mm -hmm. And so she can really help tailor to your lifestyle and what's going on with you. Um, and then you meet with beautiful Krista mm -hmm. for six out of the 12 weeks it comes with, and she's our mindset coach. And so she, you can meet her with anything that's on your mind and she will help you kind of with any hurdles that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, as amazing. well as Danny and I both, we host zoom calls at least once a week that you can come to. And we, um, it's a revolving door of the system. So you'll meet people from different that are maybe before you in the classes or ahead of you. But it creates this beautiful community where we can all share um, connection. And that's mm -hmm. actually one of our last week. We just talked about how isolating this topic is and like how like I've lost friends because of this. And everyone could relate to that. Basically, um, we have like a private Facebook group where we share support. We share recipes, just kind of anything that's going on with people. I'm having a really bad day. And so we give them some love. Um you can also, if you want, there's, I'm a trauma coach. I call myself a trauma coach. Um, and for additional fee, you can meet with me and I can do what's called emotional freedom technique, which is like tapping, which, mm -hmm. which I used actually, because I was diagnosed with PTSD last year after a traumatic birth situation. Um, and I no longer have PTSD because I use tapping as a form of therapy. Um, so that can be very effective on your nervous system I as well do as that I, with EMDR you. with people. I want yeah. when I move to Washington, I'm moving in three weeks. So when I move, mm -hmm. I want to do the EMDR and the tapping with you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's changed my life. Yeah. That's why I don't have symptoms anymore. I used to have panic attacks. I used to be afraid to go into hospitals. Um, just you name it, nightmares, cold sweats, you know, I had all these symptoms and I, I don't have that anymore. And I'm, I'm like the best I've actually been. In, I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life, which is crazy. Cause I almost died last year. Yeah, um, but it, that's why this stuff really works. Oh. 
Um, so I would recommend to any listeners, like you don't have to do one thing, but I would totally recommend like any kind of bottom up therapy, which is like EMDR, EFT, like mm-hmm. just tapping or somatic experiencing anything that's going to work with your nervous system can be really. What's effective. the difference between bottom up and top down? Top down approaches are like, um, I see the way I think and I'm going to change the way that I think, because if I change the way I think, then I can change the way I feel. Mm-hmm. But that's not how our body works. We're not top down. We experience bottom up experiences. So it's a lot harder to do that approach, which is like regular talk therapy. Mm-hmm. That's why I see a lot of people say like, I've done this before. It's never worked. Like I've talked to people. I actually just feel worse. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's because we actually know talking about your trauma is actually hurtful mm-hmm. because you just relive what happened to you. Your nervous system relives it. And so um, it just reinforces that you don't feel safe. So that's why EMDR is so impactful because it's rewiring that part of your brain to not attach to that traumatic event, correct? Yeah. So you're repro- in EMDR, you're actually reprocessing memories, specific memories. And when you reprocess them, you take them out of your limbic system and put them in um, the correct part of your brain that's like a filing cabinet. And so mm-hmm. instead of thinking um, – like about that thing and having like that bee sting reaction and thinking like, Oh, I'm such a bad person. It's like, you remember that event, but now it's like, but it doesn't mean anything about me. Mm-hmm. So there's That's no so belief awesome. anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's really powerful stuff. And I think, I think what you guys are doing and, and we should wrap up cause we've been on for a while. And, and um, so I, Marie, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Yes, Um, thank you. But I just want to remind listeners, please, please, please check out unboundwomen.us. Check them out on Instagram. It's just such a godsend because, I again, I just think the message to people, it's so powerful that we can change. doesn't matter if we – what level of trauma we've been through. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. How old we are. It doesn't matter what people have told you. Nope, yeah. exactly. We can change how our, we're experiencing ourselves in this world. Um, so mm-hmm. just like a super quick, like I am in the middle of doing Unbound Women program and it's just been so immensely helpful. And um, so I can attest to how powerful the tools are that you guys are sharing with people. I've had my coaching calls with Krista I've had my, I have learned so much from your topics. My diet has completely changed. I've gone to zero junk food cravings, like not even an issue for me at all. And then I just feel better and I can feel myself healing in so many ways. And it's just a beautiful thing that you guys are offering to the world. So check them out, unboundwomen.us, Instagram, unboundwomen. Yes. So Yes, check it, check it out. I'm definitely checking it out. But I was just wondering, I, if someone is in a position where they might not be able to pay the full price, I have no idea what the price is. Do you help people in that way? Do you offer a sliding scale or anything like that? Or is it too, is it difficult to do that because you're building this, um, this whole thing? So we do offer payment plans um, and like my whole, so I have a lot of moonshots in life and like a moonshot is something that you think is unattainable, but you're going to go for it anyway. So my moonshot in life is 
to, is to take a wrecking ball to wellness and how we deal with mental health. And so my goal in life someday is to change insurances. And so you could actually get stuff like this paid for. Um, because like, right like now you can't. Death doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because it's needed. Like we have a pelvic floor specialist too as part of our program. She does a whole week. And many women, including myself, before I met her, didn't even know what a pelvic floor specialist was. Mm-hmm. And they are highly, highly important for women's health. And we experience a lot of trauma in that half of our body. So, and that has to do with gut pain too. So um yeah it's it's all really important and uh, yeah my goal some of the days to make this accessible for anyone even anyone that's you know doesn't have the money right now that's amazing well, thank you so much and since we're wrapping up too sorry um Laura, i was just gonna first of all i'm gonna give the number for the national domestic violence hotline but i wanted to know if you could leave this conversation with the listeners what tool and Alara is always really good about bringing this back what tool or what would you it doesn't even have to be a tool like what would you tell somebody who's struggling with these things that we've been talking about mm-hmm. well i kind of just want to reiterate what um lara said because i tell my clients is that your brain and your body know how to be hurt by people and it's usually people that hurt us but your brain and your body and your soul also know how to heal itself. Ooh, I love and the catch that. is the catch of all of this is hard. And I understand with people and connect with is that it's people that hurt us, but we also need people to help heal us. So it's, it's trusting your knowing and finding people that you, you believe can actually help you mm-hmm. and support you in your life and like are on your team. So that's yeah. most important is finding those people. That's amazing. I love that so much. And um, before we wrap up, Marie, do you guys have an email that people could reach you at? Or do they just DM? Can they DM you on Instagram? Like, what's the best way to have questions? Any any way. So you can go to unbound underscore women underscore on Instagram is our site. Feel free to message me there. we have our Facebook group, the Anxiety and Gut Pain Support Group. You can message me there. Um, we have a page on Facebook called Unbound Women. Okay. And we also have an info at unboundwomen.us. On the US. So okay. Many ways to contact okay. us. So anyone who needs you guys or has more questions, reach out. Or you can always reach out to us at waywardwomenpodcast at gmail.com. As always, we thank you so much for joining yes. us. And thank you. You can listen to us yeah. anywhere podcasts are found anchor.fm, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please, if you find this helpful, please share it with family, friends. Help us spread the word about what we are trying to do. We're trying to educate people about healing and from trauma and abuse. Um, you can find us on Instagram as well. And if you feel so moved, please leave us a good review um, on whatever format you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps us to just keep getting put out there. Um, we really appreciate your listenership. And Michelle, what is the domestic violence number? Um, I first want to say it's funny when you're like, you can find us on this and that. I'm like, if you have a pager, you can page us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and also, Only beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been wanting to share this tiny pickle with you this whole time. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so cute. Okay, I'm sorry. 
Um, okay, so um, if you are experiencing abuse, just know that when, when you call this number, first of all, no, nobody's going to tell you you need to leave. You mm -hmm. have to leave, you know, um, unless if, you know, you're in danger, then they're going to help. But I, I think that's important to know. And they can actually help you find a domestic violence domestic abuse agency in your area. So this is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It is 1-800-799-SAFE. That is 1-800-799-7233. And you can also chat live with them and text them. Yeah. So, and I also wanted to thank you so much. I'm, I've learned so mm -hmm. much from you and I'm so excited for listeners to hear this and learn all these amazing things that you're doing. And thank you for doing that for women. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And on, yeah. and really quick too, if, um, anyone's listening, I just want to say too, just because Michelle and I cater our podcast to people who are recovering from abuse, anyone can like, like Marie said, everyone has experienced trauma, large or small. So anyone who has experienced trauma can benefit from the Unbound Women program. It's not just people who have been, you know, have had crazy amounts of trauma. Mm -hmm. So any woman, so I just wanted to put that out there as well. And as always, you're not crazy and you're not, not alone. Crazy. Not alone. We love you. You're beautiful.